Welcome to FedScoop's podcast series on IT modernization in government, underwritten this week by Dell and AMD. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in today's episode, we're talking about recent advances in microprocessor architecture that promise to make a big impact on the cost of running large enterprise IT operations. And we'll take a look at why this might be a good time for federal agencies to take a second look at upgrading their legacy infrastructure rather than just moving their operations to the cloud. Joining us to talk about that today is Heath Muchmore, Chief Architect in, in the Office of the Chief Technology Officer at Dell Federal. Heath has more than two decades of systems engineering and enterprise architecture experience with the likes of NetApp, EMC, Hewlett Packard Enterprise, and now with Dell EMC. Heath, welcome to the program. Thanks, Wyatt. It's great to be here. And also joining us today is Rick Endike, Manager of Public Sector Business Development at AMD. Rick is a familiar face in federal circles, having devoted more than two decades with AMD, helping public sector agencies make the most of AMD's products and services. Rick, thanks for joining us as well. Thank you, Wyatt, and also great to be here. Well, federal CIOs are always on a never-ending road to modernize their IT environments. In recent years, that's usually meant migrating a good portion of their operations to the cloud. But for many agencies, there's still a huge need to keep legacy systems up and running on-premises to support large-scale and sensitive workloads. Heath, let's start with you. What's the business case for upgrading agencies' legacy technology systems rather than simply moving IT workloads to the cloud? That's a great question, Wyatt. And, you know, one of the things that Dell Technologies is focused on is really enabling the mission outcome to drive the speed of innovation, much like the commercial industry might do through powered servers, you know, based on AMD processors. So part of this is to be able to increase the performance that they're getting out of it using new technologies to be able to effortlessly and efficiently manage that infrastructure. And and so with that, one of the things that we think is really changing is trying to erase old technical debt. And by that, it means that decisions that were made in prior administrations to drive the new portions of what is out there for the digital transformation, the security transformation, also that we can enable the new workloads of AI, ML, artificial reality, augmented reality, and even the new DevOps and IoT types of capabilities. We then take that technology and we try to help them understand, you know, one of the best things that they can do is think about cloud from the hybrid perspective. And we know that many Many of our governmental customers are looking to deploy across more than one cloud. And how do you do that while also enabling the on-premise workload? And so through our, again, our partnership with AMD, you know, we have our very famous uh, hyper-converged infrastructure now available with AMD processors, our vSAN ready nodes that run VMware and also, you know, our partnership with Microsoft and, you know, being able to run Azure Stack at the edge while also linking into the hybrid functions. Rick, there has been pretty significant technology leaps in recent years for high-performance and energy-efficient microprocessors for data centers and edge computing. What's changed over the last couple of years that is fundamentally different that federal agencies should be aware of? Yeah, that's a great question, Wyatt. I'd like to say the biggest driver here is truly the concept of energy efficiency or performance per watt, right? There was a commitment by uh, AMD a little bit more than four years ago to literally provide 25 times the performance per watt capability for our CPUs that we provided in 2016. And just recently, there was an article written that highlighted the fact that we've actually exceeded that. And what that does for your user community is it allows to, Heath's point, 
to actually leverage that technology to deliver very efficient solutions that they can deploy in their data center. I mean, if you look at some of the goals that you look at when you want to consider moving from on-prem to off-premise, you're looking to reduce costs, you're looking to improve flexibility. Well, those can be easily achieved both on-prem and off-prem. And with technologies like our chiplet design, which allows a, a number of flexible configurations, and you look at some of the advantages we're delivering in I.O. and in memory capabilities, which helps you then deliver greater virtualization densities, you know, companies can now take advantage of the same technologies that the Google Google's, the Amazon's, the Microsoft Azure's of the world that are delivering in their services, right? So many times there's needs to, you know, recreate almost a mini data center operations within an agency or an organization. The reason you want to do this is by leveraging this investment in innovation, you can leverage it using the AMD and Dell technology to recreate the same kind of capabilities that you find in those large data centers, and you can then deliver those same services within your organization. And I would like to add to that too, right? You know, one of the things that Dell Technologies has been focused on with AMD is to take and harness the advantages that you're getting out of the core density counts, the faster memories, the PCI buses that we in the technical world like to get into the weeds on, but translate that into something that actually is measurable, right? So we have seen the capability with with AMD processors for uh, VMware customers running vSAN uh, to to be able to increase anywhere from 37 to 51% in the number of IOs per second that they can get out of a software-defined uh, storage environment. So so we you know, are really working hard with AMD to make sure that the customers are taking advantage of those technological capabilities that uh, are available to them. Yeah, thanks, Ethan. Again, that's being able to have the same kind of capabilities as some of the largest providers out there, You know, being able to replicate the same kind of innovation and technology in their own data center. When we talk about IT modernization, a lot of attention gets devoted to establishing multi-cloud capabilities, but there is also growing demand for computing at the edge. Heath, how do you see this demand evolving and what should agency leaders keep in mind as they map out their investment strategies over the next couple of years? Well, I think something important, you know, that's occurred is that the, the government started to switch from a cloud first type of mantra to cloud smart. And what that does is that enables the hybrid model to really become the functional uh, capability. And by that, it allows you to put the workload where the mission needs it or where in the in the case of security, it needs to be placed. And by that, that starts to really function on what many customers have said to me is they can no longer afford to bring all the data all the way back to the data center. They need the app where the data is being generated. So when we try to focus on computing at the edge, AMD gives us a pretty big advantage in there just because of the number of core counts that are possible. Prior to you know some of the technological changes is that when you select an AMD processor, it doesn't matter which of the processors that you select, you get the technological capability of all of what's available in the Epic processor. So even if you have a budget problem and you can't necessarily buy the largest processor, you still get all the functionality to make that happen. So as that you know continues to evolve, what you have to do is you have to look at application rationalization. And I know the government through the FATARA program, you know, is really looking to have some of that capability in their portfolio review functions. And those that's one of the areas where, you know, I would think that the investment needs to start to look at is uh, being able to make the application rationalization in towards a map as to where the uh, workload placement will ultimately land. Rick, what are you seeing regarding computing at the edge? And how is AMD facilitating the need for computing from the edge to the data center? 
again, I think the key thing, and, and Heath did highlight it, is you need all your features where it's needed, right? And so we deliver the same level of security, the same memory I.O. capabilities, all the features that you expect at the top of the stack, we deliver them all the way down. What that means is, you know, this gives you an incredible amount of flexibility of using, as Heath points out, application requirements to drive your server architecture. Being able to say that this application is driven by core frequency, so I need a certain number of cores to run at a certain frequency. You have a choice in the AMD environment of a multiple number of 32 cores that run at different frequencies with different cache counts. Now, not to get too technical, but what that means is different applications have different attributes that that will leverage different parts of, of chip architecture. And by having a flexibility to make that choice and know that you'll get all the features, and whether it's the ability to run at a high frequency or whether it's an ability to have all the security capabilities, things like secure memory encryption and secure encrypted virtualization, which are very, very strong elements of a secure environment, you can make those choices. And by the way, that functionality and capability extends all the way back into the data center, right? So you don't have to have a different architecture. You can implement the same security requirements both within your organization all the way out to the edge. Rick, I think you'll agree all of us want the latest and fastest technology that we can get. But what's the sweet spot right now in terms of performance specifications that federal CIOs should consider acquiring in the coming year if their goal is to really upgrade and modernize their legacy systems? Well, what's interesting here is I'm going to talk a little bit about things that you know you normally may not think about when you consider your chip architecture provider, right? And things like security. You want to make sure that whatever architecture you're building supports all the government standards, right? Make sure that you have the right functionality, that you have an architecture that allows you to leverage and utilize open standards, right? So that when you start putting specifications together, make sure those specifications, to Heath's point, are driven by your application requirements, right? And that you incorporate things like risk assessments, making sure that you have the right security requirements built into your architecture. You know, and then truly from a technology perspective, the beautiful thing right now of being able to look at the Dell and AMD portfolio is that you'll have that great flexibility. You can choose from all the way from an eight core to 64 core. So if you're budget minded, you'd probably want to look at products that fall into the middle of the performance and core counts. If you're a virtualization user, you may want to look at replacing your existing 24 core systems with even a single socket rather than a dual socket system to bring down your cost of ownership significantly, right? So the key thing now is to look at your applications, look at your needs, and be open-minded, right? Look at different architectures. You know, one of the key things nowadays is what was done on a much larger machine can be easily uh, accomplished on either a single or a cluster of much smaller devices. And yet sometimes you can even solve a lot of those problems. As AMD Dell portfolio, you have the ability to have a solution with up to 64 cores in a single socket to support up to four terabytes of memory and have eight memory channels, which is quite robust. And if you think about bringing that all the way to the edge, you're talking about a pretty significant compute platform all the way to the edge. 
Yeah, and why I'd like to jump in there too, right, and talk a little bit about what, what Rick was talking about. We take the Dell Technologies and AMD processor capabilities, and, and we obviously put those in the data centers and the supercomputing centers of the world. But at the edge, we have that same partnership capability with AMD. So in the space of even tactical ruggedization, we can bring AMD processors down into, you know, the commander's carry kit, you know, type of functionalities. And again, you get all of the functionality. It doesn't matter which of the CPUs that you've chosen whether it be the big 64 core one all the way down to the, you know, maybe the 16 core one, um, you get all that functionality. So again, our partners at Tracewell, you know, are helping us ruggedize those and and put those into mil-spec ruggedization cases too. So, Yeah, I mean, the key thing, why it really is, we can no longer afford to oversubscribe or overspend on technology. And while, yes, you know, moving to the cloud can help with that elasticity and help you address some of that, the downside of it is, you know, if you don't own your platforms, you don't own the systems in your data center, and at some point, you're paying more for the services than you are necessarily for the hardware, especially, for example, if a program ends or in a period of time, you know, at least you have some sort of device and you may have solutions that you could then reassign and reuse to attack other challenges. Whereas if you were just paying for a service, you know, when that service is ended, your investment is ended. Finally, gentlemen, based on what you're seeing in the larger IT world, what advice would you recommend to federal CIOs right now as they consider their infrastructure, investment strategies, and options going forward? Heath, why don't you take that one first, and Rick will let you have the last word. I would say that I'm going to use an old Peter Drucker uh, statement, and I'll probably get it wrong here, but uh, you can't improve what you're not measuring, right? And I know that the, the government has a lot of KPIs that they use to measure and monitor you know, certain pieces of, of their IT infrastructure, but to be able to deliver on the next generation of, of digital operations that include the security functions, you have to in- increase the capability for what you're measuring. And that's not necessarily an easy task, but it's one that will help you get more efficient in where those applications rationalization portions get into. And then ultimately, because I believe that the rest of the world in in the enterprise and the banks and the oil and and gases believes that we're in a data error, I don't think that's any different than than the federal government. The amount of data that the federal government's creating is, as we all know, is getting out of control. And so ultimately, that comes down into what we believe is data management. And so uh, you might hear the term master data management, which ultimately combined with the monitoring and metrics helps the government agencies reduce their OPEX while ultimately helping them add into the security functions. What I would close on is it's really important as an organization as you define your systems architectures and whether you're leveraging the cloud or whether you're leveraging internal resources, there is usually a right fit for the application or problem you're looking to solve. And the key thing is don't use a one-size-fits-all. Match up application requirements with your system and being able to choose a variety of frequencies, core count, and whether it's a single and a dual socket and doing that all with no compromise across the spectrum is an asset for you to be leveraged so that the government has a new Swiss Army knife now. They can start to utilize the Dell AMD technology the way they need to. Well, gentlemen, I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there for today. Heath Muchmore and Rick Indyke, thanks for joining us to talk about how advances in microprocessor architecture are likely to make an impact on enterprise IT operations in the coming years. Thank you, Wyatt. Definitely appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it. 
And thanks to Dell and AMD for underwriting today's episode. Look for more of our coverage on IT modernization in government on fedscoop.com and our FedScoop radio channels on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. This is Wyatt Cash, your host. Thanks for tuning in.